Now it's time for the story behind the song, and I'm delighted to be joined by uh, a favourite on this slot, uh, Shauna O'Reilly from the Ian Dempsey Breakfast Show. Hi, Shauna, how are you? Good morning, how's it going? How are you today? I'm feeling great. I'm actually sitting on a very rickety chair that I'm afraid is going to go from under me, so if you hear a clatter, that's what's happened. It's okay. Shauna. <laughs> Apart um, from that, I'm great. Have you got your hair cut? Have you got your hair booked in yet? I only got the 15th of July, Mario. Oh, jeepers. Is that the waiting yeah, list? Yes, so I've been... Another couple of weeks to go, yes, but you're looking, I've come this far. So. And it's quite long now, Shauna. It's like very long, very yeah. bushy as well. 15th of July, <laughs> God, that's another while yet. Fair enough. Now listen, the thing I love about you on this slot is that when you do it, you pick a song. It takes you a while. We, we ask you and you go, I, haven't, I can't feel it yet, Mario. Give me a few weeks. I can't feel it yet, Mario. And then every so often we come back and I have it. I feel it now, Mario. Because it you has give to be it, one that I connect with. It yeah. has to be one that you connect with. And uh, it's something that you feel passionate about. So tell me what song you connect with this week. Well, I have chosen the ultimate bitter breakup song from the early noughties. It's Cry Me a River by Justin Timberlake. Right. I know nothing about song. it. I know, the, I know the tune, obviously, but I know nothing about it. Tell me the genesis of this song and, and tell me a little bit about it. Okay, so I'm going to take you back to 2002 to give you a bit of context here, right? So at this stage, Britney Spears is big business. So she's the all-American princess of pop. She's grown up in front of the world. And her boyfriend is Justin Timberlake. So he is in one of the world's most successful boy bands, NSYNC. And they're on the cover of every teen magazine, every gossip column. They're talked about by every entertainment reporter. So they're an ultimate kind of power couple. But in March uh, 2002, after three years together, which is at least 20 years time in showbiz time, yeah. they, they break up. They break up. So, you know, it's a big deal. Everyone's going, oh my God, what happened? And there's rumours going around. And the word is that Britney cheated on Justin, but but he won't confirm it. Um, but then he releases his first solo album, which is called Justified, in November t- uh, 2002. Mm. And whilst he, he doesn't say anything on, on record, the songs seem to tell the full story. And in one, in, in particular, one song, which is Cry Me a River. So it's a real bitter breakup song. It's, it's, and it's very pointed. Um, so the song was written and recorded following a heated phone call between Justin and Brittany in the aftermath of the breakup. So apparently he'd been to a concert and Brittany was performing at it. And she had talked about him on stage and he was raging about that and he rang her afterwards and they had an argument. Yeah. So he remember he remembers walking into the studio um, after this phone call and the producer, who is a guy called Timberland, so not to be confused with Timberlake, but Timberland yeah. was the producer. And he said, you know, he could tell, he talks about this himself, he says he could tell that Justin was visibly angry, like really riled up. So they talked and he poured out all his feelings and his rage and his anger and they wrote the song in two hours. To Timberland? Yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so they wrote the song in two hours. And uh, in, his, in his autobiography in 2018, Justin kind of talks a bit about the song. So there was a lot of speculation when it came out. People were going, I wonder, is this about Britney? Is, yeah. it, is, it, you know, is it a message to her? And he explained in his autobiography that, yes, he had been scorned. He was angry. He was pissed off, he says himself. Um, and he kind of translated those feelings into a form where people could listen and relate and understand. And obviously, you know, if 
a lot of people out there have been cheated on and they know the anger, they know the scoring and it was all there in that song. Mm. So he may not have explicitly said why they broke up, but he kind of connected the dots for people with this song and with its video. Oh. So just, uh, uh, yeah, as a side note then to this, there was very little doubt when the video came out who this song was about or why it was written and it was very much a message to Britney. So the video featured a, a Britney lookalike. Like this girl mm. was the head of Britney Spears. <laughs> and uh, this girl was an actress called Lauren Hastings and she said she remembers meeting Justin for the first time on set and she said like it's a it's a young a girl's dream. She was kind of in her early 20s and she'd been cast, you know, to star with with Justin Timberlake in a video and she had a massive crush on him and she said on the first time on set he told her that he'd handpicked her because she do, he she looked exactly like Britney Spears. So in the video the the Britney character gets caught cheating and Justin Timberlake exacts his re- his revenge on her. How? So well he actually brings another girl into the house and records himself uh, cheating on on her so and then he leaves the video there it's all very you know it is this was yeah. a young relationship so it's early early revenge revenge porn really yeah pretty much yeah actually yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and afterwards Britney Spears talks about it and she said that before the video was released Justin called her to warn her about the video but she said that he kind of slipped it into the conversation and he kind of played it down he said it wasn't a big deal but you know that she was ha- you know kind of appearing in, in his new video and she said she gave her blessing for it because she trusted him but she later regretted that because when she saw the video and then the controversy that followed she was like thanks that was that was not cool but uh, she chose to, until 2004 to respond and she responded with her own kind of ballad, which was a song called Every Time. And in the in the song, there's a line that says, oh. my weakness caused you pain and this song is my sorry. So she did apologise in the end. But um, it's it's such a great pop song. And I think when you know, like I was 17 when this song came out and it's it was very much like a, uh, there was a, everyone was interested in this in the story behind it. It was probably a little bit Fleetwood Mackie, if you get me. As mm-hmm. in, you knew the you knew the backstory. You knew yeah. there was stuff going on in the background. Washing all the, the dirty linen and in public, yeah. Exactly. This was the product of the the end of their relationship. So yeah. Yeah, I really wish celebs could work things out as normal. You know, I mean, they they, they have these conversations on the phone, and they're just totally different to us. It doesn't end with us just hanging up, you know, like we would, or going, "Look, I'm taking the dishwasher, and you keep the toaster." They go, "Look, I'm going to write an international hit about you. Goodbye." And they say, "F you! I respond to it in two years." Yeah, but like as a result, we get this brilliant music and then we get to have this conversation. So but that of totally good. dysfunctional relationships, really creepy as I well. Know. They go, I'm going to find somebody. I'm going to find somebody who looks just like you and put her in a video <laughs> and let you watch at home. And you're never going to find out <laughs> until you're watching MTV in front of 50 million people. <laughs> <laughs> God almighty, they're totally dysfunctional, these people. But listen, it produces great art, I suppose. And, yes, um, and this kind of heralded the beginning of Justin Timberlake's um, solo career, I suppose, as well. And People, I suppose, didn't really, maybe people in the inside knew that he was talented, but this really announced him to the world as, I suppose, a a brilliant um, solo talent. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah, because before that, I mean, NSYNC were pop, like completely pop, and they were almost, they were teeny bopper pop, whereas this, Justin kind of emerged as this sex symbol after this album came out. Like, I remember, I was 17, I remember, like, a huge poster on my wall with him with with no top on, but um, he he was really kind of, he came out as this kind of sex symbol, Uh, he was angry, he had something to say, and his music was brilliant. Like, and to be honest with you, 
This album, Justified, great, great album. Now, Timbaland, the producer, he's very talented as well, so that has yeah. something to do with now, it. I know well. you were you were a, a boy's own devotee and later a Westlife <laughs> devotee, but were NSYNC yes. the king of the crop or would it would they have been... To be honest with you, they I don't think they ever really landed in, in Ireland mm. like... We all knew about them, but they were very much a kind of a, an American thing. They were worldwide, but I mean, I don't think when we had our own good stuff on our doorstep with Boyzone and Westlife, we didn't need and think it was grand. Like they were there in the background when they were famous, but I don't think they ever really landed here the way they did anywhere else. You know, no, we had our own exactly. All right, Shauna, yeah. listen, thanks very much for that. And uh, all that remains now, Shauna, is for you to introduce this song. Okay, well, here is the bitter, the pain filled <laughs> Cry Me a River by Justin Timberlake. <laughs> 